that is a pretty silly question to ask, I, I must say. I thought that was seven or eight, but apparently it was six, so. <laughs> Sometimes two days with Dad and one day with Mum. Well, do, do, do you want me to say this honestly, or...? Do you feel like your life would be different if your parents were together? Definitely. So I've got two half-brothers and one half-sister, but no full brother. No full sister. <laughs> How the other half lives. It's been nearly two decades since my parents divorced. You'd think I'd have a handle on the whole thing, but the honest answer is I don't. And I'm not sure if I ever will. I'm Charlotte Cook, and this is the third episode looking at life after halftime. So the split happens, maybe you're traumatised, maybe you're not. You pick yourself up, dust yourself off and carry on. Life finds its new rhythm and you're back on track. Families change, they blend and grow, and you end up with any kind of mix of people thrown into one house because your parents found someone new. From the homes I visited, there were all kinds of arrangements and splits. The traditional nuclear family is gone, and there are endless bonus siblings and extra parents. So I live with my dad and my stepmom and my youngest stepbrother and half-brother. My mum lives in Wellington with my older, who's my full brother. I also have two older stepsisters. So I've got two half-brothers and one half-sister, but no full brother, no full sister. Okay. So in this house is my mum and my two sisters, and then there's my stepdad and my stepsisters and my stepbrother and my two cats. (laughs) And in my dad's house, it's just me and him and my two bunnies. The traditional kind of family tree has changed. There's kind of not that nuclear fit anymore. and mm. Families aren't maybe as close-knit as what they used to be. How do you kind of think about the, the family tree now? I think there's a big range. If we think about how families are now, lots of them are less focused inward and they're more focused outward. And if you went back maybe 50, 60 years, maybe they were more focused inward. Family therapist Julie Burgess-Manning realises I'm not actually asking for a friend, or in this case, on behalf of children, and hits me with the real talk. There are still plenty of families that are very entwined with each other. We live in a society that really values families more and more, actually, and and, and that we are recognising how much family is a stabilising influence on us as individuals. Yeah, we can't discount it. We can't act as individuals in society. So I've got mum, who's owns a place, and I've got stepdad, stepsister, half-brother. Then there was one, but he moved like about two years ago up to Wellington. That was his mum. And then in, I've, got an, I've got my dad, who lives in um, Loburn, and he's got his wife and two kids. So and both families are completely different. Things just keep blending and blending and blending yeah, yeah. and blending more and then like your blended family has partners and their families blended yeah. and then you've just... And how do you do that? How did you do it when you were growing up? How did you manage that whole, if, you were, if your parents are remarrying and then not? And yeah. How do you do it? What do you do with your brain about that? You don't know, you just go a bit nuts. My brain is a bit nuts, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Before things find their way back to normal, if they ever do, you have some pretty big hoops to jump. The weirdest and most challenging one for me is the dating scene. It's so strange to get your head around your parents being with someone else. The first person mum dated after dad received a series of hate notes, beautifully handwritten and slipped under the door. 
I can absolutely tell you I've always been good with words. I then moved on and channeled in a more manipulative approach. I'll play nice in exchange for a constant stream of presents. Dad then started seeing a lady who he was with for a long time. My favourite game to play was waiting for them to hold hands and then taking an aggressive run-up, sprinting through the middle of them and pushing her to the side and taking Dad's hand. As you can tell, I wasn't all that happy about the developments. Before Mum found a partner and Dad found a partner, it was like meeting different people that they were going to be with and we're like, oh, this is going to be the one. And then we're like, nope, it's not. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Because we'd like meet their kids or if they had kids or anything like that and we'd be like, oh, cool. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a bit weird. How did that make you feel? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It was... I knew that that person, like, especially now, they don't want to replace my dad or my mum in any way. It's just to fill a gap for my mum or dad that they have. And it's like, of course they want to find someone else because I, I can't stop them, but it... it it doesn't mean I have to like them, but I just have to be happy for my mum and dad, so, yeah. Some of us kids were probably experts on dating before we even had our first kiss. Tinder became a game for the whole family. While these relationships may or may not have panned out, eventually there comes a time where someone sticks. I've got some fun facts about step families. Ooh, um, I would love those. <laughs> so Julie Burgess Manning is also from a split family and explains exactly why Disney princesses like Cinderella and I have the rough end of the stick. Getting together again, there's some nasty stats about that. You know, once you, I mean, the stats are quite bad for divorce in New Zealand anyway but then for remarriage then divorce is even higher after that not so much fun facts but nasty stuff that happens in families in family dynamics really after a remarriage or a repartnering it's very difficult for new parents to for new step parents to attach to stepchildren just like all the myths that we have in our culture about nasty stepmothers and it's always the mother that relationship is really difficult, especially if they're in a caregiving role for the children. To access that kind of attachment that you have to a child who's your own is really, really difficult. And, and the child doesn't want you to be their own parent either. So there's, it's immediately set up, regardless of personalities, is set up for the step-parent-step-child relationship, this very difficult dynamic. When you get a new step-parent, sometimes they bring a little extra gift for you. And most of the time, that comes in the form of more siblings. So your sisters, are they your full sisters or are they half-sisters? Half-sisters. So they have different dads. Different dads to you? Yeah. And you're the youngest? Yes. It's very hard. (laughs) And what was it like adjusting to having more siblings? Um, I just remember, like, going to his old house and like didn't really get it because I was about six and I was just like what's happening I don't get it and then like after like maybe a few months I started to get quite a close relationship with them. I think I would feel the same if I had um, um, a full sister and a full brother I think it just feels the same. And are you and your sister close? No. And then you're close with your like new siblings? 
Yeah, I'm on my dad's side. I, I, we don't really see them because we're not moved in. But yeah, I'm close with me because we're kind of similar ages and yeah, we share the same interests and stuff, so it's cool. Bonus sister. Yeah. I have one brother who is 14 months younger than me and we are incredibly close. Mum didn't really have a partner while we were growing up and Dad got remarried to a woman who had no children. In recent years, this has changed. Dad has since divorced and is now with a woman who has two kids. This has taken some time and adjustment because at 23, you don't really expect to have two more brothers to contend with. But you've got some new siblings now? Are you close with them? Yeah. It was all good adjusting to like having a new family. Yeah, yeah. Because when I was young, I always used to do everything by myself, and you know, get over like that. So it took me a while to actually get used to hanging out with somebody else and having to say, "Oh yeah, we'll do it this way then." So yeah. What's it like having some extra siblings? <laughs> it's great. Yeah, mostly. I was really excited when I found out I had sisters. Always wanted sisters. I did my um, honours project at university on step families because I'm from one as well. And one of the step parents I interviewed said to me that she would rather chop her own arm off than be a stepmother again. If she had to choose it again, she said she would rather chop her arm off than do it. Did you interview my stepmom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But while we're on the topic of step parents, like me, some of these kids have been through not only their own parents' divorce, but again, a remarriage and mm. then a divorce and then yeah. like a recoupling. So you've kind of been through multiple yeah. traumas, so to speak, and then find yourself in another family and readjusting to another family and another yeah. way of life. Really tricky, eh? Really tricky. And I guess it makes me want to ask you some questions, actually. But yeah, You can <laughs> ask me questions. I guess it, it's about do you learn to protect yourself from the relationships that could be be breaking up and, and new relationships again? And is there some kind of new way you have to be with your parents in order to manage, I guess. Yeah. And I'd have some questions for you about, you know, how do you do that? How do you how do you actually manage that the ongoing stuff that and and the fear that this could happen again? So do you just not attach so much or and do you find your relationships somewhere else, your stability somewhere else? I mean as you're growing up, that changes anyway. How do you manage those things? Because I can't answer, we move right along. Mum and Dad are now good friends. They hang out. We all stay together and have family outings with new partners. To the eye, we're your perfect blended family. This isn't the case for all kids, though. Yeah. They still argue if they talk to each other, but yeah. I've been told by my mum that it's they actually have still a good friendship. There's definitely other couples that aren't, like, still friends. Mum told me that she knows someone that isn't, but like enemies almost, but mum and dad can still like, when dad comes over to drop us off or something, they'll still talk about like what goes on stuff. So I think it's good that they still have like kind of a friendship because they've been together for so long. They still have that left. Um, yeah, like they still go out for lunch together and like we come and stuff and they still talk and like still sort things out and they don't fight or anything. For the majority, being from a split family is pretty normal, but there are still those picture-perfect families around. I wondered what it was like for kids to see and experience a normal family. At gym, I have like 
there's a lot of, there's like three, I think their parents aren't together, so I can kind of relate to them in a way. And I'm not sure about visit school because it's a Christian school, so it's not a thing that is okay, really, it's looked down upon, I guess. That's rough. I know, so in scripture, which is like the Bible and stuff, um, whenever we talk about adultery, which is like basically divorce, it's always kind of hard because it's a sin. And one of my teachers are like, oh, if someone's parents are split up, that's not a good thing. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, mm. How does that make you feel? Angry. Because <laughs> we can't stop if our parents are happy. Like, it would be worse if they were still together. And it's not my choice. And it just makes me angry that someone could believe it, like making a choice for someone else, mm. which is silly. Um, do you have friends whose parents are still together? Yes. What's that like? Does it make you feel anything? Um, you sometimes sort of, like I'd wish that I could have that, but I don't really because it's sort of like, yeah, as I said before, I wouldn't have a lot of the things that I do have. Yeah. Mum's house was the fun house. We could have friends over and didn't require a week's notice and she was the mum of all my friends. Dad's house was different. We had bedtimes, there was an adult's lounge, and I wasn't allowed to wash my hair in the morning. Different rules are definitely hard to cope with. Yeah, here I'm, I don't have a phone, I'm not allowed to use a phone. I don't really have access to the computer internet at my mum's, I do have all that. Um, my mum lets me watch lots of movies that I'm allowed to watch here, or yeah, things like that really. Do you have different roles at mum's house to dad's house? What are some of the different ones? Um, so, um, like, tell me when you're going to the toilet or where you're going. And, um, and if you're hungry, tell me. Is that, how does that make you feel, having different rules at different houses? Confused. I just get confused what what rules go and go to go in which house. I am definitely one of the lucky ones to have a good relationship with both parents post split. Some kids spent prolonged periods with one and others go months or years or never see their mum or dad. Um, so you obviously don't have like like with the other kids I've talked to, they like have their first memories after their parents split up, but you no. So you've had that yeah the whole time. Yeah, yeah. What's that like for you? Oh, it's definitely you know, it's like it's my dad in a way. He's definitely a good, you know he can you know, he's that person if you need to ask a question, he can definitely help with anything. And he's given me so much good advice and helped me out with stuff. Where there was my dad he would tell me the he would tell me a much different, harder way and it's definitely I kind of look up to Bert as my dad, as he is my dad, but I still treat him as my dad, but I look up to Bert as my real dad. I spoke to my mum the other other day, because obviously me doing this podcast is kind of bringing out a lot of Mm. different family things, so I was talking to her about, you know, parents' behaviour during splits, and she kind of commented that, yeah, actually the way that parents behave during 
a split process is probably not their shining moment. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Yeah, so kind of for the parents that have let their kids take part in this, I'm sure on some level they're kind of worried about what their child might say because yeah. maybe a part of that wasn't their best yeah. moment. I am speculating yeah. that that's possibly a thought that's crossed their mind. Yeah, and I'd say to parents who are in the process of splitting up, you know, it's really difficult when you're in a troubled relationship to get yourself out, to be able to think outside the trouble, you know, and to reflect on it. It's really difficult because it's all-consuming, eh? But when, if you are able to, think of questions like, what do I want my child to say about this process in 10 years' time? Or when they're 20, you know, how would you like them to reflect on that? For all the hard times and difficult conversations you might have in your role of a blended family, the good parts shine through. This journey has been incredibly special for me. I was welcomed into homes to speak to children about hard and scary topics. Muddling through the world of separation is confusing, frustrating and incredibly emotional. Yeah, like I guess it, it affects me today. It still does all the time. Like me, this journey doesn't stop here for these kids. Maybe they'll end up sitting here as a 23-year-old reflecting on their childhood. The emotional toll it had on my parents was pretty sad Like to see them like that. I think it's it's probably made me a bit more aware of uh, getting into a relationship and, you know, what not to do and what to do. Because they were married and it's just kind of weird not having him around as much. The important thing to remember is how these experiences shape us. Just try and cope with anything if any other fights or arguments happen and just know that like because sometimes I wish that they were back together again and we were just you know a family again but uh, if I wouldn't we wouldn't really be happy if that happened I'd rather be happy than you know it's definitely harder than being in a normal family for sure but yeah, it works out alright. Yes, just like little offhand comments about something about the other parent can be really unfair and like hurtful to the kid because they're sitting there going, well, who's. Yeah. While they can hurt, as long as they teach us something, maybe we'll all be okay in the end. As my family grows and changes, so will I. One day, kids of my own might have more grandparents and cousins than I ever imagined, but that's the beauty of an ever-blending bonus family. Something I really loved about this journey is one mother who sent out a message to all of her children. She shared it with me, so I'll share it with you. A message to all my beautiful children. I know that being in a blended family is not always easy, but as a child of a blended family myself, I can also share with you that there are some amazing benefits. There are more people to argue with, but there are also more people to love you. You may feel overwhelmed and short on space, but you don't need to write invites to a party. It's already here. If someone is pissing you off, someone else will have your back. You have more parents and grandparents and aunties and uncles than any normal person would want. The downside is always going to be that quiet alone space, but the upside is you will have to make a concerted effort to be lonely. I love you all so much, however, or wherever you have come from, to be one of my kids. And I hope that as time goes by, you will find out, as I have, the magic of being a blended family child. As we grow and reflect, maybe our worlds change again. I don't think life ever finds it's normal. We grin and bear the bad times. Life doesn't stop because your parents split up. Maybe we won't make the same mistakes as 
our parents, but we'll definitely make our own. I love my family for all they've taught me and the person I've become. While we'll never be conventional or normal, we will always have each other in whatever colourful, crazy blend that is. I'm Charlotte Cook, and you've been listening to How the Other Half Lives, a podcast made in association with the New Zealand Broadcasting School. Music by Emily Browning.